People like to say that Las Vegas doesn't have a poetry community or culture, but poetry is thriving in Las Vegas. We literally have poetry etched into the sidewalks and on the downtown Summerlin Mall directories. We're all trying to process pandemic grief, feelings of loneliness, and the unrelenting news cycle. And poetry is an exhale. Today on CityCast Las Vegas, I talked to producer Layla Mohammed about the poetry scene in Las Vegas and how you can participate. It's Wednesday, July 20th, 2022. I'm Vogue Robinson, and this is CityCast Las Vegas. All right, Vogue, thank you for letting me steal your host chair for a little bit and interview you on what's going on in the poetry scene in Las Vegas. How are you today? Why, thank you. I'm doing well, Mm -hmm. and I'm so happy to have you as a interview host, hostess with the mostest, Layla Uh, Muhammad. Yes, my theme music. Um, I think most of our listeners know that you were the Poet Laureate of Clark County in 2017 to 2019. But what does that role entail? Oh, the role. It entails so many things. It, it is what you make it. So it's an honorary position. You do apply. So you send in like 10 poems and a two-page plan and your CV. And your job is to be the spokesperson for poetry through the valley. So you're expanding the knowledge and practice, whether that's uh, an open mic night, um, other stuff like doing workshops planning events so like a lot of times most of the poets laureate that have come in have scheduled for like a poet laureate of the united states to come and visit so you're helping put the valley on the map as as a literary space and specifically like we're popping for poetry let me tell you why so that's that's kind of how i would describe it so it seems like you've seen a lot of what the valley is doing in terms of poetry so how would you characterize the poetry scene in Las Vegas. It's popping. It's popping. It's popping. That's how I would describe it. It's the bomb. Uh, We have poetry for everybody. So if you're someone who loves form and you want to delve into really like um, formal poetry, there's a space for that. If you want an open mic night and you want it to be rowdy, you want, you know, drunk people and alcohol glasses clanging, there's an open mic for that. If you want um, something kind of chill, there there's an open mic for that. So I think there's so many different spaces where you can go um, and listen to poetry, participate in writing poetry, or, um, yeah, delve into, like, sharpening your poetic skills. What do you say to people who think poetry and events like this are like highbrow or too bougie for them. Oh, poetry is for the people by the people. Like I mm-mm, I think just like anyone who says they don't like to read, right? If you don't like to read, you haven't found the writer for yes. you. You haven't found a person who speaks to like your heart and your spirit and I think that as soon as you find a poet and you ain't got to like everybody, you ain't got to like my stuff. Like Whatever, put it aside if you don't like it. But there is a poet that is writing about your town or trash ex-boyfriends or 
a tumbleweed floating down the road and what that means for existential life. And there's somebody writing a poem about hot dogs and how hot it is in Vegas. And all of those poems can speak to somebody. So, no, it's not highbrow. Fine. Keep keep searching. Keep searching. That's what I would say. Yeah. And it really is for everyone. Like everyone can participate in writing poetry. Yeah. I co-founded a nonprofit called Poetry Promise with Bruce Isaacson, who was the first poet laureate of, of Clark County. And with that, we started up Poets in the Schools. And so even the school district is allowing us to work consistently with the schools to, to help out as well. So it's like, here, do an hour and a half of writing about your favorite color and how this color makes you feel. Nice. I love that there's poetry coming into schools and kids getting exposed that way. But a friend of mine who started writing poetry post Roe v. Wade decision Mm -hmm. kind of to get those emotions out and get those feelings out, they decided that they wanted to share that in a space, in an open mic space, but they weren't sure where to go. And so they came to me and asked me, and not everyone has the joy of working (laughs) with a former poet laureate. So for Las Vegans, like my friend, who are interested but don't know where to go to share their poetry or to even listen to poetry, mm-hmm. what what would you say? So I love that your friend wrote a poem, and I think that's an excellent way to like get, get what you feel off your chest. So shout out mm-hmm. to your friend for writing the poem. Yes. Um, and I think that if you're a beginner, if you've never read on the mic before, th- then the campfire is a really good spot to go to, and they're at Davies. And also it's a 21 and up spot. So I guess it depends on your age, right? So if you're 21 and up, there's several spaces for that. So the jam is also a good spot for that at Ninja Karaoke. Um, If you're under 21, then you can go to Winchester Cultural Center on Saturdays and they have where everybody just sits at a table and, and each person reads their poem. And so it's low stakes you don't have to mess with the mic mic stand oh that sounds very that sounds very comfortable yes. very accessible it's very chill it's like i'm gonna read my poem but i'm not getting up i am not the show i just i, I have feelings i want to talk about them. yes my type of vibe yeah so that happens at winchester so i think there's there's a place for everyone and um i think as you prepare to go to read your work out loud know that like you're your fear is not as important as like what you have to say. Like what you have to say has to be mm. more important or bigger than your fear. So this is what you feel and who you are is is always going to be who you are and how nice to be able to express that and be genuine. So like it's you giving yourself the opportunity to be genuine in a space with other people. And for the most part, places are so inviting and inclusive Almost all of the open mic nights in Vegas have like a no hate speech. Like we got three rules, no hate speech. Three minutes, be cool. <laughs> like, <laughs> these are the rules. And so, you know, it's not it's not too, too much. But you find the person who looks official or who has a clipboard in hand and have them write their name on the list. And then you just kind of wait there and sweat until your name gets called. <laughs> mm-hmm. Take a deep breath, exhale and say what you feel. So it sounds like there's so much to see. There's so much to do there. It's a very accessible environment. Mm-hmm. Why do people think that Las Vegas doesn't? have a thriving poetry community? Oh, girl. I think that there is an assumption that we all live in casinos. So I think it starts there. It starts with that very large overarching, oh, people live there? 
I don't yeah, even remember when question. I was. I was drunk last time I was like you don't remember. So of course you like you came to <laughs> Vegas. Did you seek out poetry? No, you went to the club. You popped bottles. Maybe you saw whoever is whichever one of your family members is retired out here. So I think we're not at the top of the marquee, um, and I think that that disconnect of knowing that when you come to Vegas, we're not just a space. We're not just here for your entertainment. People work and live here. And of course, when there's a place where people work and live, then there are poets. There are always poets. And we've got some pretty fantastic poets. Mm -hmm. Instagram is very helpful because so many of these open mic nights and events keep their stuff updated through that channel. But you also just got to ask your friends, like meet somebody and like, don't be afraid to be like, do you go to any other open mics? Pull yourself out of your introvert corner if that's how you are and be like, all right, I want to go. I want to hear more. I want to see more. And just ask the people, ask people, and then check the libraries, because the libraries in Vegas are the bomb. Yes, we love those library spaces. How does going to a live poetry event change the experience? How is it different from reading poetry from a book by yourself? Yes. Yo, okay, look, poems were always originally meant to be sung. Like, they call Shakespeare the bard, because the homie used to walk around with, like, a lyre or something and sing these poems, okay? So it's, if you look up textbook definition it's has rhyme and meter like poetry has rhyme and meter that's it that's like (laughs) that's your webster definition so anytime you get a chance to hear a poem anytime you get a chance to be around living writers i think that's what makes a difference i think that's what contextualizes the work that you can go and talk to the person who finished it um and tell them hey i understood how you felt or yo, that was so powerful. Or, oh my gosh, you're so funny. Like people tell me I should be a comedian. And I'm like, these are poems. These are very serious <laughs> poems. But like, I do have jokes. So I just get over it. But yeah, that being there and it's live, I think there's just, I don't think listening is a lost art, but I think we've forgotten how good we can be at listening. And mm-hmm. I think if you've got the time or you got the capacity to listen to a podcast, then you have the capacity to listen to a poet. And I think the same way you can feel close to people and connected to people who are just like beeping through your radio or through your your cell phone in the morning or whatever like imagine being in person and hearing these people talk and share their stories like all that is just um space for connection Mm, i love that and so we talked about people who think like poetry and events like this might be too bougie Mm -hmm. and we talked about people who want to share but don't know where to go what about and i'll admit I'll admit this is for me. This is for me, Bo. What about people who are too shy or feel a little bit too nervous to go up and be on stage and present themselves in front of an open mic or even share at one of those like more chiller um, open table discussions? You can always go and listen. I think that that like that's how I started. My best friend from college, she dragged me into an open mic night and I said, I'm not going to be in no dimly lit room with weird strangers talking about their feelings. Nicole, that's mm-hmm. weird. <laughs> yeah. like I told Nicole, no, this is my <laughs> career now. This is my whole life, right? <laughs> I told Nicole, no. And what ended up happening is someone went up and read a poem about like their relationship with their father. And I cried. I cried like a big old baby. It was like, that's my childhood right there. And I, I felt understood and I really wanted to reciprocate that feeling to that person. So there is a certain amount of like bravery and vulnerability baked into it. But I've yet to 
I've never regretted mm. going up and reading a poem and sharing. So you talked a little bit about marketing. Yes. But how, walk me through that a little bit. How can poetry in Las Vegas be more accessible? Oh, mercy. Yeah, I feel like, I don't know if we all need to like put money together into a jar and pay somebody to be the, the Las Vegas poetry social media manager, but I think it would help because that combined with us being a transient city, it's so hard for folks to try, like keep 100% tabs on stuff. It's about venues. Like if the poetry, if we don't keep consistent venues, mm. that also makes it harder for poetry events to be found in town. But most venues are not going to let a poetry event happen on a weekly basis. And it's also emotionally and physically taxing to host an open mic every single week. So when it's every other, you lose a little bit of that momentum unless somebody is consistently driving that information to be like, yo, hey, it's Monday. We finna go to, like it used to be hope, it used to be human experience. Like we finna go to human experience. It's every Monday. All right, cool. And that was a really successful open mic. But the ones that move and bump around a little bit, those ones are harder to, it's harder to keep track of them unless you're really vigilant, like <laughs> to, to mm-hmm. use a word from a previous guest. Like you kind of got to be vigilant about your open mics. When are they happening? Yes. So why do you think it's important for a city to have a thriving poetry community? Uh, I think sometimes it's hard to find the words to describe a city. And I think even with multiple poets, I think each each of the poets in town will give you a different description of what Vegas is to them. But I think it helps people feel, it helps that connectedness. I think it encourages vulnerability and honesty. I think that it's a really accessible art form in that if you have a, a envelope and a writing utensil, then you can get your write on. Mm. And so for me, and like I didn't paint very much when I was a kid, but I, we just didn't have as many materials. But writing, me and this little thesaurus, haha, like we had a really good time. <laughs> so it, it just it, it gave me so much joy. So I think you're kind of smuggling literacy also because it's so few words, but there's always heavy levels of um of meaning layered into the writing. So I think all those reasons are great reasons that we should have poets in everywhere, all the places, um, and and teaching artists too to give people permission to deal with how they feel. Like you know, therapy is also great. Go for some therapy if you got access to it. But at the very least, like getting to know yourself. Like you don't always have to share what you write, but definitely encouraging people to take the time to get to know themselves through their own writing. Definitely. Oh, you said that so well. And I think too. Being from Las Vegas, everyone loves to say that we don't have like a community. We don't have culture. Nice. But the most community building I've seen are from these in these poetry circles and from the poetry community. And poetry organizers are so focused and involved in building community. I think it's beautiful and I think it's important for like so many cities to have a thriving poetry community because of that. For sure. Yeah. I think all of all the arts, honestly, in Vegas, we we're really good at trying to stay in communication with each other. Like we don't know we're just not <laughs> I don't think very many of us are marketers, but we are definitely like communicators and we send each other love and, and we want to see each person succeed. This was so fun. Thank you, Vogue, yeah. for this amazing conversation, letting the people know about what is going on in the poetry scene in Las Vegas. It's been a joy, as always. Yes. And 
will hear I'm you very soon take, on CityCast Las Vegas. I'm excited to take you out to your poetry event. Yes, we'll we'll put that we'll put that on the books. Yes, soon. six months. You got six months. Layla, I'm so happy to be able to chat with you. You're the bomb. Can you tell me what's going on in the city? What's popping in the news today? Yes, yeah, so here's what's happening today. The Las Vegas Valley Water District is proposing a 600-square-foot limit on pools for new single-family homes to help with water shortages across the Southwest. A district spokesperson said this would only affect the top 25% of pools being constructed each year. A transformer caught fire at the Hoover Dam yesterday, causing an explosion. It was quickly extinguished, however, and no injuries were reported. Things. Things are happening. Stuff. All right, my dears. Uh, Yes, you can clap or snap for today's episode of CityCast Las Vegas. If you enjoyed the show, share it with a friend. While you're at it, go ahead and rate the show. Leave us a nice little review and subscribe to our amazing, witty morning newsletter. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. Stay hydrated. All right, so this is an excerpt of my husband, A.J. Moyer's poem. It's called Count the Stars, and this is a little bit of it. She looks like a blanket of diamonds, my daydream city, my whipcrack city, my compete with the heaven city. And that's a piece of Count the Stars by A.J. Moyer. <laughs>